episode 98. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. And today we're going to Georgia for some back porch soul. Do you like Delta Blues with some killer slide guitar? A bit of funk, acoustic rock, some Americana soaked in songs of heartache, love, and life? Well, let's take a musical journey with BJ Wilbanks. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. On the Dharmic Evolution today, we are in Georgia with BJ Wilbanks. BJ, I think you're the first Georgian I've had on. I could be mistaken, but I think you're the first, my brother. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to be the first one. Yeah. <laughs> How's things down in the South? How you doing these days? Man, it couldn't be better. The weather here is like pristine. We were up in the mountains all weekend, uh, laying in the creek and just running around. It was probably one of the nicest weekends I've had. It was actually a little bit cold, about 40 degrees one of the mornings. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting some wow. of that in Jersey right now. It's sunny outside, but a little windy, a little too cool. Just breaking like over yeah. 50. So uh, I've been traveling. Actually, I've been in the, the nice places like San Diego and Orlando the last month or so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting the bug to uh, to stay in the warmer places these days. Hey, so let's talk about your music career, my friend. You were brought to me. Um, by uh, Jill Pavel. Thank you, Jill. And uh, your music is really awesome. Where did it start for you, BJ? How did you become the BJ Wilbanks that we know and love today? How did it start, my friend? I guess from the beginning, me and my grandfather, he showed me some chords and kind of got me interested in playing the guitar. And next thing you know, you know, he showed me some gospel stuff, which is pretty cool. Then he showed me some Ray Charles, and I was like, that's what I like. And wow! Kind of went from there to, you know, some blues, and then just kind of took off. And when I got about thirteen, fourteen years old, started playing pretty regularly. And I guess the musical career didn't take off till I was in my twenties. I had some songs I'd written, and had some friends kind of push me to go to do something with them. They're like, "Man, these are great songs. You're you're good at what you do." And I just never believed them. And finally, so I took their advice and did it. And and it's gone from there. It's just kind of built and grown. And I actually take it seriously. You know, for the past 10 years, we've been doing really, really, really well. And uh, finally going to work about two years on this first album. We're going to release, hopefully, at, uh, either the end of this year or the beginning of next. And it's uh, it's really, really good. So I'm, I'm super proud of what we're doing right now. And I think, to answer your question in short, it, it's been since I was born, I would think, because... I, somebody had told me this on the phone the other day. They said, you know, you don't choose your dreams. Your dreams choose you. It's whether or not you decide to follow them out. Yeah, so that's I really. I always felt. Absolutely true, my friend. That is so true. Hey, let's check out if your friends know what they're talking about. This is Anything She Wants with BJ Wilbanks. Check this one out. You need me 
she wants bj tell, tell us about that track where did where did that come from why did you uh, write anything she wants kind of funny because i don't i didn't think that'd be my first single i had a lot of meaningful songs that one's got more it's more fun and every time i played it live people would go nuts and you know start dancing so i was like well that's a good single to do but it came out of Everyone's at one point or another either dated or seen someone date a person that uses their sexuality to get ahead. And they know they're doing it. Yeah. And they don't care. They just do it. So this kind of like is a play on a, a girl that I had been with for a while. She was gorgeous and way out of my league. And uh, I didn't give a damn. You know, I would have done anything to, to stay with the girl. And, you know, I basically you see these guys that get these hot ladies and they just let them completely ruin them like there's some kind of. That's why we have a picture of that huge 50, attack of the fifty foot woman on the front. It's um, <laughs> okay. this this woman just she's so beautiful. Everyone will just let her destroy everything she wants and let her get away with everything she wants. So it's just you've met those pretty girls that float through life. That's kind of what it's about. So when we did the video. If you actually watch that, it's hilarious, man. We've got you know a real Godzilla scene where she's like crushing the city and things are on fire. It's really yeah. funny. Well, everyone can relate to that, to that, um, you know, that egocentric person. It doesn't have to be a woman. It, there's men like that too, but it, you know, it's more so you find these hot women that use their looks to get just, just coast through life. And that is true. They can do that really easily. Well, they can't pull it off forever because, uh, it eventually, you know, the content of your character becomes important at exactly. some point because gravity and years have a way of catching up with people. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah. we didn't go through that. We didn't go into that depth. We wanted to keep it, you know, ridiculously, um, superficial. You know, we, yeah. Basically <laughs> as superficial as possible because, we wanted to show the the uh, absurdity of it. Yeah. So that's why when we did it's and you know it's it's funny to see that happen because you yourself have been everyone's been in that situation and it was uh it was one of those things I knew it wasn't gonna last and I just I laughed about it. I'm like, well, I might as well enjoy it while I'm here. Yeah. En enjoy <laughs> enjoy the, the few moments that, that were bringing you some uh some joy and some levity and but you saw that's the the writing it, on the wall. <laughs> That's why it says I, I wouldn't trust her further than I could throw. Yeah, it's an old Southern M. You know, it's right. I wouldn't trust him further, further than I could throw him. Right. So it's uh, 
it's one of the lines in the song, and then um, you know, she might um let's see, once you get her hot, she's cold. I mean, it's just the way it goes with those kind of people. They they just <laughs> it's, Yeah. It's ever changed weather for, for that kind of person. Yeah, hey, I like the fact that you have developed your own subgenre of Americana, which you call back porch soul. That is so cool. So what what's the picture behind that? If you could just give us the the photo that think- to emblazon in our mind. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, you want to picture a back porch automatically when you hear that. But really the way I look at it is all the music that comes from the roots of what really makes music great. Like what created music in the first place? Like you think about blues, gospel, funk, rock, all these things are embedded. And I mean, blues comes out of gospel and country. You know, right. rock comes out of blues. Uh, funk came out of the middle of there with jazz and, and blues and, and rock all together. So it's, I think it's the roots of all that tied together, and that's what gives it that the soul. And that's what music's missing these days is really, it, it, it doesn't have to be a style thing. If you can have something embedded that's from your soul into the song, and, and that translates, I think that's what Back Porch Soul is all about, you know, just having some roots music in there, but really having a part of your soul in it because you can tell the difference between, like we said, a superficial song. And you can even make a song that is about a topic like that, but as long as you have your heart and your meaning behind it, you know, it can still come across true through the, through the actual rhythm. Like Think about Otis Redding. Not too complex on the words of his songs. I mean, they're pretty basic, but nothing had more soul than that. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's... right pretty amazing and then there's some songs that do actually bridge the gap between lyrical content and um you know actual moving of the rhythm but yeah i think back porch soul in a nutshell would be everything you've ever felt from music that that made you feel something in your soul so it's authentic and believable that's what you go after yeah yeah that's what i think because the front porch is what you see the back porch is what you feel yeah. You know, you see the front porch, no one really hangs out there. They always hang on the back porch because that's where they do everything they want. Right. <laughs> so that's the way I look at it. That's like, a good you know, way to put it, man. What a metaphor. I love that. What you don't what you don't see in the music is is probably the most important part. What you don't what you feel is what the most important part is to me. And and you can I don't care who you are. If you're in front of someone singing a song and they've got their heart and soul behind it, you feel that. Yeah. So you're a man who who perpetuates the idea of, hey, I don't want to just see the car drive down the block. I want to pop the hood and check out that engine, right? I reckon so. That's a good analogy. Let's check out. Hey, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, really more so just I just miss the authenticity with people. If you're going to do music. Do what you feel and do it as true to that as you can. Right. So you're not you're not into like, hey, let's just manufacture something and uh, you know throw mud at the wall and just keep plugging in sounds. You're kind of like the kind of songwriter that let's find the story, let's find the imagination, and let's uh, let's really really be honest about this. Who you yeah. are as, a, let's as find an artist? The groove. Yeah. Let's find the groove. Yeah. That's the most important. <laughs> Speaking of find the yeah. groove, let's listen to "Hold Down Your Happiness." Yeah, now there's a guitar sound. Never feel the bad thoughts that creep up inside. 
playing on the guitar yeah we actually um for the solo a bit of it we reversed it and it was really cool to play to play and, and hit a reverse guitar yeah but there's a few spots in the end where we we re- reversed the actual sound of it so it does that kind of beatles uh that beatles weirdness you know very cool but the middle yeah the middle of it's all we just kind of press go and did a few takes and got it in about two or three takes. It was fun. Yeah, nice. I love it. What What are you playing? What kind of guitar are you playing? Uh, that's a. When we did that one. It was a. I think a Gibson Les Paul Custom. Okay. No, actually, we did that one with a Dearmon. It was Dearmon um, single coil. So we kind of like we just put it through an amp loud as hell. I think it was a Fender Twin Reverb or oh, a Vibrato. Nice. Really. So. It was funny that people were like, where'd you get that guitar? Because it is weird, you know, it doesn't look normal. And yeah, we got a good sound out of it. It sounds like sounded awesome. I love that. Hey, take us into the studio. Where did you record that? Uh, that was at Real to Real Studios in Jonesboro, Georgia here. That's actually where um, Count, sorry, Collective Soul did their first album. And the bass player from that band, is, I think his dad owns a studio. So that's 
that's pretty cool. That's how they got that connection. But their big album, that's where they did it. At. So Jonathan Bechner was our engineer, and just uh, I think we did this song about two years ago, so it's been ready to release for a while now. Real to Real Studio. I love the title of that. That's very cool. Yeah. And uh, Collective yeah. Soul. I'm a big fan of their work. I love their stuff. Yeah. So, so you you got awesome. some uh, you got some good bleed through into your work for sure. <laughs> the walls yeah, remembered, well, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of. That's why we did that song. And this song is really about. You know, it, it can sound like it has a, a negative connotation, but that's kind of the whole point. You know, you got to hold down your happiness, which means like you got to you can't let it get away from you. It's so easy to let to be negative these days. And this song kind of says you got to keep like you hold down the fort, you hold down your happiness. You know, you want to keep a hold of it because it's so easy to fall victim to those terrible little thoughts and doubts that run through your mind and the back of your subconscious all day long. You got to remember that you're the you actually control those thoughts. And you're not the let them run away. Yeah, you're the author of your own thoughts, and we forget that. That's right. Yeah, a man. And that one of my favorite um, phrases that it, I think thousands of books have been written about is, "As a man thinketh, so shall he be." Right. And that's the truth. It's like you are a summation of your thoughts, and that's what we. That's what I was portraying here. That's why it says, "If you don't believe things will change, they'll just stay the same." Because right. it's all about what you put forth. You're going to draw from the world. Yeah, for sure. Hey, tell me about the gig scene uh, where you are. Do you find that there's enough places for you to play at BJ in in Georgia? Oh, Do you yeah. move around a lot, That's, or where, where's your where's your sweet spot? Like where home turf? Well, I think you know near Midtown Atlanta, and then all around Decatur, and really it's all around the perimeter of Atlanta. Uh huh. But we play Eddie's Attic. We play. You know, I play at a Tin Roof Cantina pretty often. I play at Eddie Owen Presents, play at, um, I mean, we, Mom's Music on Main Street, there's a, a ton of places, and then there's even some up north, like in the mountain areas, and we do a lot of festivals as well, so, for instance, we'll be doing, um, the next gig I have is at Red Light Cafe, and then the next one after that is at Tenerife Cantina, and then we've got Decatur Arts Festival, so there's always, I think we do about six arts festivals a year. So that's right. a good thing about Atlanta or Georgia is they do a lot of, they are big advocates of the arts. So I think most places are though. Great. Great. And you're coming up on uh, the summer season. So uh, as many outdoor gigs as you can, festivals, you love all that? Yeah, man. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah, outside, right. you can get as loud as you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and reach as many people as you can also. Those are those are great. Hey, tell me about um about social media for you. Are you connected? Um I know we already connected on um uh, Facebook and I think Twitter. Like what are your favorite platforms yeah. to use? I think my favorite platform is you know, it's funny because I don't particularly like social media. It's not that I don't want to I said it's just not something I feel that is important for my personal life. It's great for business, right? I understand that. Well, I think Facebook is your is your best platform, and through your individual account, and then also pushing through your music account is the best way to go because people want to see you. Yeah, and that's actually the general rule of thumb these days, which has always been when you think about it. The everything's so technologically saturated these days. People really are looking for some some real people. So I think the best platform for getting out there is making videos and putting them on YouTube, posting through your individual Facebook, because people want to see who you are. 
Right. That's what they really want. They want to see who is this person. And they want to be interested. And, you know, you can only go so far through Facebook with someone reading your profile or through Twitter, someone reading your into, you know, your random thoughts throughout the day or through Instagram, through pictures and little videos that they let you post. But really, I think if you can do something true to yourself and not be afraid to look like an idiot and not be afraid to be who you are, right? that's going to connect with people the most because I've seen some really great musicians never get anywhere and I've seen some really you know, great ones and mediocre ones get really far, but through connecting with people individually, through like putting themselves out there. <laughs> right. We have this one group of people we met called Nikki Bloom and the Gramblers, and they got famous by doing these little GoPro videos in their car, all of them playing little instruments and covering like Hall and Oates songs. And, <laughs> and they just took off. They took playing, off playing little instruments in, just so they could yeah, fit them in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's go look it up, Nikki Bloom and the Gramblers. We never heard of them. Wow. This is how we they actually have really good music, but that's how they got famous was by posting these, you know, four minute videos of them playing a cover song in their car on the way to a gig. Nikki <laughs> Blue and the Gramblers. I love the name. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Hey, whatever it takes, but you're right. It's like, you know, if you can connect to people in some fashion and entertain them and be yourself, I mean, there's your audience, you know? Exactly. And, you know, that's that's the other thing is people want – if there was a better platform for getting music besides Spotify, you know, people used to connect with each other and say, hey, you should check this band out. That's still the best way, I think. But Spotify and Pandora and Apple – iTunes is really the only way people find music these days. So, no, there's another not, one. There's another one called Dharmic Evolution, and all of the greatest artists in 49 countries are on this show, awesome. including you, my friend. <laughs> oh, this one, yeah, no, that's great. This one, this is what I, I'm talking about, just through musical streaming. Yeah, no, I know. That, I'm just that's, having that's fun what with mostly you. Mostly happens these days, but yeah, not not to not to at all discredit this show is amazing. I've heard nothing but great. <laughs> Great reviews by it, but you know we're lucky I mean because our- there's people like you out there who are on the cusp, who are who are ready to break through, and I have yeah. the profound privilege to um to offer this platform to to help you just hopefully break through that last barrier, uh, so you can hit you know hit more of a of a uh, of a measured success as far as reaching more oh, people. Yeah. So I the think cool that's what's missing too is someone someone actually trying to find the, the the biggest connection they can and you know, not just to get it in front of ears because people are so quick to, to switch you know listen to half of a song or like 20 seconds of a song and move to the next thing right but when they see a video and a face and an attitude and a personality they they stick around for a little longer yeah because then they get yeah. to know you and speaking of knowing yeah. you how about right back home let's play this one Swing back, yeah. 
I hear you. Hey, BJ, tell tell me about uh, this track and, you know, just production. Like, what's your process when you create a song and you go in? Do you have, um, do you have a, you know, a, a model that you follow or is it just, you know, special, special guys, special band, uh, players that you like to stay with all the time? What's your process for getting your stuff recorded? Well, um, I guess the first step is to find the people that really feel it. They really dig it, and they they love playing it. If that if you don't get that vibe, if you don't get someone who loves playing the song, I don't think you're going to get a good recording. So usually the process is going through musicians, finding the best ones, and you know seeing doing it all live, having them all play it live. And if you get a good sound like that, you go in the studio and you do just that. I right. think that's that's where you start from that way if you do overdub a guitar or you overdub a bass part you can do it right there on the fly so right. you get everything live and you got your feel down you get your feel of a live sound and that's the most important to me is i try to cut everything as live as possible because it, that's what you want you want some humanity you want the breath of the song in there yes. and um as soon as you're done you go over your parts and if you can get them right there great and uh, everything sounds like it was actually done the way music should be, which is live, in person, and you know, straight from the heart. So that's, I try to get it as live as possible. Yeah, that, I agree with that. I mean, I had this one situation when I was uh, in the studio, and you know, we were doing the same thing that you just described, and I'm in the vocal booth doing the um, the rough the, the rough demo, and uh, yeah. I ca- I came out at the end of the track and. Um, uh, the one of the guitar players came up to me and he goes, he goes, man, I, I love the way you're lighting it up with your singing. He goes, you you make us almost want to play better. And I I almost said it to him first. In other words, <laughs> I'm singing yeah. my heart out because you guys inspire me so much. You know, well, so the whole thing the just whole yeah, it goes right yeah, through the room. You know, it's a feed of energy, and if, yeah. if that energy is not all together. You feel that when it comes into the mic, you're like, you can feel if something's done separately. You may not know it, but you're feeling it. Exactly. There's something that attracts you to a sound. And when we when we get together and play, everyone feeds off of everyone else. It's the same thing when you play to an audience that's you know super jazzed about the music. You play better. Yeah. You do. 
Yeah, the whole, the whole everything just gets yeah. elevated, doesn't it? The energy just keeps going up, and the and the product just becomes like, wow, this thing is really sizzling, you know. And it's funny that one person told me to smile when I sang, and that changes a lot too. Caroline Aiken, she's a great lady. She's a hell of an artist. She's not. I was just. I thought it was a silly suggestion, and uh, it changed the sound. It really did. Right. It's amazing. Emotion is so important. It really is, man. Hey, uh, I want to ask you also about your influences, because we talked a little bit about, like, at the beginning, who, like, you were listening to. But as a guitar player, and uh, you are an awesome guitar player, my friend, um, who were your, the people that you listened to that you just loved, you know, like, tapping into that specific energy? Um, I think I had to start. I start from kind of the beginning. I really dug... I really dug Buddy Guy and uh, Robert Johnson to begin with just because I thought the blues were amazing. But then I got into uh, Dwayne Allman and then just went from there to like, I mean, it, it, Fogarty was so simple. And he's, I mean, you could, you can name some really, really great guitar players that aren't really, they're not great guitar players, but they're methodical in what they do, right. how they use what the talent they have is what makes them great guitar players. So, yeah. yeah. I think my favorite guitar players are the ones that play from straight feel. But you know what? What inspired me to to play the way I play, which I have no training whatsoever. I don't really. I mean, I just not by choice. I just never had a. I never had guitar lessons, or my parents never paid for them. So what I learned was what I picked up from my granddad or my uncle. Right. And then from there on out, it was just by ear. So my, I guess who I emulate the most is probably Dwayne Allman and. Um, I guess, oh, Robert Johnson, but I wish I could do, my favorite guitar player ever is Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, no one Oof. plays a more feel than him. Yeah. There's just no one, I mean, that's hands down, that's the most amazing feeling you can get from a guitar player. He was guy. from another planet, that guy. Yeah. That guy was just, yeah, they were, they were just like, just like never to be, uh, replicated again <laughs> it's just so different well yeah it's funny you see it you see it in the genes like you see it in these young kids these days and it blows you away you're like i i think reincarnation has to be true at some point when you see a kid that's like 13 just freaking wailing on a guitar he doesn't even know what he's doing and he's doing it <laughs> yeah yeah well it is one of the most freeing and fun things to do is just picking up a strat or your les paul and just like going to town with that amp crack cranked up you know it's just really yeah, really not having any worry or any doubt just it makes you like it, it. yeah you're in another plane like there's nothing that can disturb your your zen like feeling of i'm just free and everything is cool you know <laughs> i think that's that's music in a nutshell though that's everything about music is the most beautiful part of it is being able to create a sound with someone and just ride that ride that wave until you know until the end of the sound i mean that's the best part of it yeah and that's speaking why when you of finally get a good band you're like whoa yeah oh <laughs> awesome this yeah you feel like you're home and speaking of how about the way you feel Stay a little while 
So tell us about this. This is a really, really kind of, it's kind of like hauntingly beautiful. I love this track. So the way you feel, how did you come up with that, BJ? Um, well, just, I was sitting down one day and I was feeling really not like myself. And I think I just, I was, I realized that hell, half the time you're not yourself. You never really get to feel the true way that you feel because there's all this stuff plaguing your every thought your every action your every you know you're always looking to the future or looking in the past and you know, there's all this stuff around you especially if you live in a city and you, you know, you're really busy and you got a family i mean there's we never really get a moment to truly feel the way we feel without something hanging on our emotions right and uh, i just that's what the song's about it's when you get to the core of being able to feel the true way that you feel which is the first line it's about what everyone's trying to do. Everyone's trying to translate a feeling. Like, do you understand how I feel? That's what we basically are doing with everyone every day is trying to get them to understand how we feel and trying to understand how they feel. Right. And the next, the next verse is about, um, you know, 
or the last verse is about when you're without anything, when you're completely without any of these distractions and you're with yourself, you can truly feel the way you feel. And right. I think that's what we forget to do is to remember that that's the most important thing in the world is to sit there and remember who you are and gather, you know, meditation, however you want to do it. But remembering that we have to, we have to, we have to center ourselves again and not let everything get and take away from us. You're a wise man. For a young man, you've got a lot of pearls of wisdom, and uh, it's great that you're well, sharing I'm just, this. I'm just trying not. I'm trying not to lose my 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 route. You know, and right. That's the whole part of life is you got to keep you got to keep track of it. You got to. I mean, people that are doing well, people that are um, happy. You, you think they just coast through life. It's not true. They probably work really hard at it. And that's that's what I want to be the best person I can be. If And when I think of music, I, that's what's made me better. But also I think that's what's made everyone in the world better is being able to translate a feeling and feel, feel good. Right. And it sounds and so, like you challenge yeah. yourself also, which is important. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, the best, the best part of it all is, um, you know, I don't feel like this is the way I feel about music. It's not mine. If I if I have been given the chance to make a song, I feel like if the world gave it to me, that I got to do the best I can for that song right. to get it back to the pe- people. And I don't. When I talk about my music, it's not. It's never in vain. I just I think I think of good music as good music, and whether it's through me or through someone else, it doesn't matter. I don't feel like the songs that I create are really all mine. They never are. Right. They're everyone's. They're gifts. And we're just the antenna. Yeah, we're the antenna. Yeah, we're out we're there just, collecting, we're man. <laughs> we're just the yeah, the courting through the through the the ultimate product. Which yeah, we should be thankful that we are. We really are. Hey, <laughs> brother, I need to I need to get your best place for people to connect with you, reach out to you, support your music. Can you share with us the best way that everybody can reach out to BJ? Yeah, the website is www.bjwillbanks.com. We also, everything is through there. You can go see your Facebook page, Reverb Nation. And uh, the best way to contact me is booking at bjwillbanks.com. And you can go on there and purchase merchandise. You can look at all my videos. You can check out all the music. And please sign up for the email list via that website so you can get updates um, as to like where I'll be playing, when the new album's coming out, um, where I'll be what I'll be doing if we have any um, any big news you'll you'll get an update for it and give us the uh, the title again of your new project that's coming out there's no new there's no title yet okay I'm still thinking I'm so, thinking you know what do you do I mean it's it, it, there are, there's not any rule for albums so I'm thinking I was going to ask you this so when you create an album do you try to get a title track because I think that's a good that's a good way to do it, but sometimes I like to take an obscure lyric from one of the songs that really like hey, gives what, a synopsis. Whatever of the works whole whatever works for you. I mean, uh the last two that I've done I, I have a title track because I like that and I, yeah. I it's it's a little bit conceptual, not a, but whatever works for you, my brother. I just thought that it's fun to ask artists that because you know, you see you see all different ways of, of it being done. Like my last EP wasn't a title track EP, it was just uh of a, a vibe that I thought of, and for this next one, I think it's it's a toss up between two of the songs. So um, yeah, I'll, it'll just be either self titled or it'll be a, a what, title track. So. What are the two songs? 
There's one song called Change Your Mind, which is really cool. And right. then uh, there's another song called My Whole Life, which is, I mean, it just, they both say the same thing, you know, keep an open mind, keep an open heart. My whole life, I like that know. one for I like that one for a for a title track, um, but, uh, but but you'll surprise us, my friend. We will keep an eye and an ear out for that new music. BJ, thank you so much for being a part of the Dharmic Evolution, man. It was great to have you Kevin, on here today. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you're an was, awesome. You're an awesome guy. You seem like a really good soul. Thanks, man. I try my best. That's all we can do, man. Anything she wants, hold down your happiness. Right back home, the way you feel. An ambassador for heart songs, never getting to feel the way you really feel. It's the cloud that hangs on your emotions. The songs are not ours, they are just gifts. Please support BJ, his music, his products, and of course, heart songs for veterans. And the new album might be called My Whole Life. Hey, that was awesome. I hope you guys had a great time. I really dug BJ, his music, and what a great soul. What a good man. Um, I think we're going to end up having a drink together in Nashville. That's, that's my feeling on it. Hey, I'm also happy to announce that I have launched a brand new podcast that features authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Yes, it's the James O'Connor Show, now on iTunes and SoundCloud. Check it out when you get a second. Hey, that's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio, video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. <laughs>